0: Sarah, there are a few things in my life that once I find them, there's no going back. And one of those discoveries is comfortable, supportive, cute shoes from our sponsor, Vionic. I can confidently say I will never buy painful shoes again for a couple of reasons. But number one is that my podiatrist would be mad at me, right? Unsupportive shoes can cause so many issues and I don't have time for that.
1: Oh, yeah, Megan, I hear you. The great thing is Vionic makes it easy to say yes to their shoes. And I think a perfect place to start is with the Vionic Vitals collection. These are the essential styles I grab first basically every day. The collection includes loafers, sandals, heels, flats, and sneakers. And between me and you, Megan, and our team member, Katie, we've tried and loved them all. I've been getting so many compliments lately on the Uptown Loafer, and I just clocked like 15 miles in this pair of shoes on a visit to New York City last month. So the comfort factor is no joke.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love my Uptown Loafers, too, so much. And right now I'm kind of living in the Malibu Beach slip on. It's easy to try out Vionic shoes because every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial. Wear them, love them, or return for a full refund within 30 days. Use code the hour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all gonna be okay. We're not experts, we're parents who've been there. We're not perfect, we're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here as always with Sarah Powers. Hey Sarah. Hey
1: Megan, how are you?
0: Good, I'm excited to talk about fitness. Do we have Get to? Get in shape, girl. <laughs> Must we? Oh, you, might, you might be a little too young for getting shape, girl. Um, this is one of our More Than Mom episodes where we come to you every couple of Sundays a month. And we talk about things that are maybe a little fluffier than our Tuesday topics. But this one, actually, I'm really excited about because we mentioned back in August. I think maybe it was July. even July. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, that we are both were wanting to do some strength training this fall. Like, we both were kind of in a miserable place with our fitness routines. They had gotten sort of, well, non-existent to uninspired. Let's just put it like someplace or, in that range. Or <laughs>
1: somewhere in the, like, what would be a very admirable fitness routine for like a 72-year-old. That's how I feel about, <laughs> that's how I feel about mine. Like if I were 72 ah, and feel walking, great about walking four days a week with my dog for two and a half miles, the doctor would be like, that is outstanding,
0: Mrs. Powers. But you're like, I need Mrs. Powers. <laughs> But things could stand. Well, and I think what I've also noticed is I'm in my 40s now and uh, disturbing things start to happen <laughs> to your, the tautness of your body. So like my my leg muscles, they unless they're very defined, I can't just count on being like thin anymore, which I was naturally thin for a very long time. And I'm certainly not overweight now, but like things just don't quite pull together the way they used to. So I'm really feeling the need For some strength training. So we gave ourselves like a little bit of a pep talk in July. And then we heard from a lot of you Mm -hmm. who wanted to follow along and keep up with our progress and know how we're doing. So that's, you know, we know it's one thing to say we're going to do something, then it's another to actually do it. So I guess we're going to pep talk each other, pep talk ourselves, talk about what we're doing.
1: And really kick and, it off. I'm considering this the real kickoff. Um, we're recording this um, in September. So everybody's back in school now, including your kids, yeah. Megan, and whatever whatever fall aspirations we had, now it is fall. Like now it's, it's getting down time. to business time. Yeah. Yep. It's go time. Megan, summer is calling and no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor Factor are here to keep us energized for everything that comes with it. Whether our listeners are planning on pool days, family bike rides, or evenings at the ballpark, Factor meals can be ready in two minutes whenever hunger strikes. There's no shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. So talk about easy, right?
0: Yeah, it doesn't get much easier than that, Sarah. Plus, Factor's chef-crafted meals also make it easy to stay on track with our wellness goals. Factor's meals are fresh, never frozen, and they include some seriously gourmet options like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon.
1: So here's how it works. Factor provides a weekly menu of 35 different choices, including preferences like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages. I recently signed my brother up for Factor Meals, and I covered his first couple of shipments as his birthday present. He just told me he's been loving them so much he plans to take over the subscription and keep on ordering. He is a nurse and works nights, so having a healthier option to quickly heat up on his break or when he gets home from a twelve-hour shift is perfect.
0: Well, listeners, what are you waiting for? Head to FactorMeals.com/momhour5050 and use code MomHour50 to get fifty percent off your first box plus plus twenty percent off your next month. That's code MomHour50 at FactorMeals.com/momhour50 to get fifty percent off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Sarah, I love it when the Mom Hour is able to partner with other female-founded brands, and that's the case with our sponsor, Our Place. Our Place makes stunning kitchen products that are healthy and sustainable. We've been testing out some items from Our Place for a little while now, so I'm curious, Sarah, what does your family think?
1: Okay, well, we are absolutely loving our new bakeware set from our place. It's a five piece set that includes three different sizes of baking dishes. So, you know, for your banana bread loaf, your brownies, your lasagna, all the things. And then it also comes with this griddle pan that works on the stovetop or in the oven. We chose the neutral steam color and it's so pretty, but there are so many cool colors to choose from.
0: Oh, that sounds so nice. Um, I picked Sage, which is such a pretty green four-hour cookware set, and everything Our Place offers is non-toxic. They're really leading the way with their durable, easy-to-clean ceramic coatings. Unfortunately, a lot of other companies are still using forever chemicals because they're cheap, but there's so much research coming out about how harmful they can be.
1: Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace dot com and enter our code MomHour at checkout to receive ten percent off site wide. That's fromourplace.com and the code is hour.
0: Okay, Sarah. So I want to set the premise here. I want to set the tone um, that I don't think either one of us are the kind of people or who, who have historically been the kind of people who really love working out. Who for like for whom fitness is truly a hobby. So. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like, how do you actually feel about exercise as a concept? Not so much as how you fit it in your life, but like yeah. just as a thing.
1: So I, I wish I was one of those people. And I have some close friends in my life who say this, that their mental health and just their happiness is a, is directly correlated with physical activity where like they have an internal motivation to move their body and sweat because they feel so much better after they do. And I do not feel that way. Maybe that will change as I move into my forties, but I know it's good for me. Um, and I certainly see the benefits in other ways, but it doesn't feel like, um, a necessity where, for example, eating well, I do see the correlation. I feel, I feel better when I eat well. I, f- I just do. And so that I'm kind of internally motivated to keep my nutrition pretty healthy. I have no internal motivation to work out. I really never have. And those who know me well know I was a dancer my whole life, all the way into my twenties. I danced professionally for my job. So I never, ever until I was 26, 25, 26 years old, never had to think about working out because my workout was the same thing as my art was the same thing as my right. job. It was, you know, and then I had a bunch of little kids and I just, I was fairly active. So I I'm naturally kind of petite. Like I just, I am the worst example to anyone. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't care enough and that has been a problem. And it's it's going to be increasingly a problem the older I get because I'm really feeling stiff lately. That's the yeah. first sign of 40. That starts, so that
0: starts to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that I'm somebody who absolutely feels great after I work out. I often feel great while I'm working out, but I have a really I have a really hard time switching between like. This took me a long time to figure out, by the way, like, why, why do I resist exercise when I feel good doing it and I really feel great after and I feel bad when I don't? And I think <laughs> right. Right, so all what of is the, the trifecta problem? is there. What is the problem? The problem for me is it's like when we started podcasting and I was writing all the time. I had a hard time transitioning from one kind of thing to the other kind of thing and it would eat up so much of my time just thinking about the fact that, like, I've been used to sitting here typing and now I'm gonna be talking into a mic and that's different. And, like, just getting set up for it. Like, for me, the biggest hurdle is often just getting the thing going. Mm-hmm. So I don't enjoy it. So it's not like I'm somebody who like, oh my gosh, I just love kickboxing or I don't have a sport. I'm not athletic. I don't like to run like this, but I do really love to hike. I love to go on long walks. I like doing yoga a lot. Like even when it's hard, I'm. It's like a good hard. Mm-hmm. But for me, like getting myself there, I know it's going to be hard, and I resist it. And hard in a way that other things aren't hard. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like a new kind. It's a different kind mm-hmm. of hard thrown into my day. So that can make it really challenging. Um, so besides lack of motivation mm-hmm. <laughs> and for me, lack of, I guess, ability to do the or, or desire to do the thing that I know I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And is good for me because it's going to require sweating, which I don't love that much or changing my clothes or leaving my house and going to a different location, like whatever the obstacle yeah. is, those are, those are pretty common. Well, let's talk about some challenges that have been specific to different stages of our motherhood. Like mm-hmm. One that I'm thinking of is the years when the minute you get in good shape, you're pregnant again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, in those years, any one routine is thrown off. and I would right. say not just by the next pregnancy, but by the next nap schedule change or yeah. the next maternity leave ending. I mean, like life goes in these like 60 day cycles and that is really, that would be very discouraging to get something going. I mean- I didn't work out at all in those years. I'm not going to lie. I just was, I ran after little kids, but I did not have a fitness routine at all in those years. I did I
0: did, depending on the age of the kid, the kid, like for me, um, the leaving a clingy baby at the gym daycare thing derailed me for mm-hmm. years and I was really young. So like uh, things were holding themselves together. <laughs> um, but I remember like at least two or three maybe of my babies were like, absolutely not. Like, this is ludicrous. You're not leaving me in this gym daycare. The worst thing was having the baby and the toddler and trying to navigate that at the gym mm-hmm. daycare because then it was like, I might have to separate them if the age groups were, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, different or like one of them might want to be there, might not want to be there and would actually like set the other one off. Like that was even worse. So there was a definitely a period um, where I really didn't. Now, when Clara was little... That was like when I finally kind of got it together and was going to the gym every day at the same time when I dropped the other kids off. And she was a toddler. So and she did well in the daycare. Mm -hmm. And it was like I could take I could be super leisurely about it. I had up to two hours Mm -hmm. so I could work out for a half hour and then take a nice long shower and kind of hang around and check my email. So that was better. But there were definitely times when it didn't work.
1: Another roadblock that I had in those years, even if I was, um, a fast forward a little bit, because I I think by the time Violet was a toddler, I did have a gym with gym daycare, but another roadblock for me, we talked, um, recently about being alone and our natural inclination toward introversion, extroversion. I often equated time at the gym with like a break from people or children. And I saw it as a little like introversion break for me. However, Um, I am not very self-motivated when it comes to pushing myself and working out. So from a fitness perspective, I'm, I should be in the classes. I should be in like the Mm -hmm. high intensity, 30 minute, like work with a trainer, have someone tell me what to do. Like that would be the best fitness option for me, but The emotional side of me, the introverted side needed a break from humans. So that was also, I was going to the gym, but I was never pushing myself very hard. And it was because it's, it's hard to push yourself. Most, most of us have that problem, but I had a real internal resistance to like group fitness and classes because I'm an introvert. Do you see
0: what I'm like? I totally see where you're going. Well, you want to know it's interesting. I don't like group classes either. Um, until I started doing yoga, I really like, until I started really doing yoga, um, I really did not enjoy group classes of any sort. I think the reason I don't is because I don't want to do what all those other people are doing. I don't want to listen to the same music they're all doing listening to. And I tend to not pace myself very well. So like if I'm on my own, I just don't work hard at all. Me too. And if I'm in a big group, I try to work harder than everybody else. (laughs) And not because I'm competitive, but more because like, I feel like there's people are watching me. There's a right and a wrong way to do it. I better be showing that I'm here and I'm showing up and I'm really going for it. And so I would blow myself out in the first 10 minutes of class yeah. and just be like dead. So yoga is so great because you're really not supposed to look at other people and mm-hmm. they repeat in like, a good yoga class your instructor will remind you again and again that this is what's about, what's going on on your mat. This is not about showing off, this mm-hmm. is not about proving anything to anyone, like you know what you need and hearing that repeated to me again and again and again throughout a class, even a really hard class, like really helped me pace myself mm-hmm. and Push my boundaries, but for the right reasons, mm-hmm. um, so I really do love group yoga classes at home. I will be a yoga wimp mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at home, I'll just pick the easy class, and, yeah, you know, yeah, like I'll just do a video and or yeah. I'll just do the same thing over and over. I won't work particularly hard, so yeah. but, yeah, group classes can be hard, or they're at weird times, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, yeah,
0: or the minute you like it, they change the schedule, yeah <laughs> now, for you, we talked last time we talked about this, we did talk about. The whole when to dress, when to shower dilemma. Yeah, um, and you got that.
1: Yes, no, I get it, and I think um, i but may you have it down. You're you're I, dressing
0: first yeah, thing, I, right? I yeah. wake up
1: and I get dressed as if I'm working out almost right. every day. For almost every day, um, we're gonna, I think we're gonna get into calendar planning and stuff. But I, this start to this school year, I have not done well. I have let things get on my calendar first thing in the morning, leaving no time for even a walk. So, but yeah, I I think that's how I have solved that is I just tell myself that every day I get dressed in workout clothes first, regardless of what that workout is going to look like.
0: Um, for me, the other thing that pops and I will say, like, we'll talk about this a little bit later. I am, um, sometimes good at what you just described and sometimes bad at it. And so I'm working on a new schedule now that I'm hoping is going to help make that a non-issue. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But the last real obstacle for me is the weather. I know that's not such Mm -hmm. a thing for you, but although you do have hot season. Mm -hmm. So I really love outdoor activities. But what the problem is, right, the minute you get used to it here, it changes. So even within the summer, June taking a walk at three o'clock in the afternoon is a very different thing than taking a walk at three o'clock in the afternoon in August mm-hmm. is a very different thing from September is a very different thing from October. So I love all these outdoor activities, but I feel like I can't keep up
1: right. with right. the
0: change in temperatures and conditions. And that has made me abandon. Yeah. Many, uh, many, a workout that takes place outside.
1: Yeah. No. And you know, you live in a place where you want to take advantage of it when it's nice, but it's mm-hmm. not always nice. And that doesn't allow for predictability. And I think for most of us, fitness has to come with a certain amount of regularity or predictability. Yeah. I'm like, my wheels are spinning. Cause just earlier this week on Tuesday, we talked about time and time management yeah. and block scheduling and all of that. And I'm just starting to think how, you know, it, it, with fitness, you wouldn't have to do the exact same thing every day, but you could still play with some of those block scheduling or those prioritization techniques and apply them to fitness. Like I would love if I got into a routine where I was doing strength twice a week, a long walk once a week and a yoga class once a week, Mm -hmm. like that would be amazing. But I've never thought that way. I've always thought I've got to work this into my daily schedule and do the same thing every day. So I'm I'm literally coming up with this as we talk. I, I, yeah, I'm
0: still Well, you do need, you need some structure. So the structure can either be the time you're going to do it or can be the thing you're going to do. And I think both of them can work because If you know yoga is your thing or dance is your thing or strength training is your thing and you're going to look at the schedule, the gym schedule, and you're going to say, I have to be here this time, this time, this time, it's going on my calendar. That's one way to do it. Right. Or you can say every single day between 9 a.m. and 10.30, I will be exercising. Right. End of story. And then that gives you some flexibility.
1: And and you could almost have a a pattern that goes over the course of a week or even a Mm -hmm. two-week cycle rather than like every day being the same.
0: Well, let's, let's talk. So we just talked about all the the reasons we don't do this, right? Right. (laughs) And uh, all the obstacles, but let's talk a little bit about what has worked for us. So I already talked about regular gym attendance and that I will say worked for me for years. Like when I was leaving Clara at the um, gym daycare, I probably did that every day for two or three years, maybe not every single day, but I was solidly working out three to four days a week for a very long time. One of the reasons I did it is my brother went to the same gym and I knew he would ask me if I didn't show up. That helps. It does help. Um, we'll talk about accountability later in the second part, like how to make that work for you. Cause there's, there's good accountability and then there's accountability that totally doesn't hold you accountable. Right. Um, like people who give each other a pass all the time and we (laughs) all have those people in our lives. Um, so that did work when it worked. I think that the reason it stopped working, honestly, when I was at, when I was working two jobs, like out of the home, was the last time I was really li- regularly getting to the gym. Mm-hmm. I would work so hard to get fit it into my day that, like, it felt like a little sticking it to the man. If I was able to find an hour of my day to work out, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, I felt like I was getting away with something. And then the minute I left that job, it just went like yeah. down the drain. Well, you I probably
1: felt like you were going to get a whole bunch more time back, just like we talked yep. about on Tuesday. Like, long windows of time are sometimes seductive, but not ultimately more. Productive. So you probably thought, well,
0: I could work out anytime because I'm Yeah. When you think you can do something anytime. Like what what was it we said? Like it's it's untrue to think you can do something anytime because you won't. Right. And it's untrue to think that you you never have the time. Yeah. Because you do. Like so both of those thought patterns are don't get you where you want to go. And then um the yoga challenge for me did really get me someplace in a two-month period. Um, it's a project, it's a short-term thing. I knew that going in. So that wasn't going to be a sustainable thing. And it's almost like I could jump from project to project to project, or I could just find something and stick with it. Yeah. What about you? Um, What has worked?
1: So having a gym child, I will go back to the gym childcare, having gym childcare that my, that I felt good about leaving my kids at was a huge shift from Arizona to California. It's not Arizona's fault. It just so happened that we did not have good luck in Arizona and our gym here. That was a game changer. Um, because like you said, it, it's just too easy to write off gym workouts if your kids are crying or they're coming home sick all the time or you don't feel like the caretakers are doing a good job. So that was great. And I would encourage anybody if it takes a little time to trial and error to find something like that. Um, But if you're in the stage with little kids at home, that worked for me. Um, Treadmill workouts worked for me. Um, I'm not a runner, but I for a while was in a very good groove of like higher intensity, higher resistance, uphill treadmill workouts, you know, to fast music. And that really got my heart rate up. And I think one of the things I've, I've kind of laxed on in my walking is some days I walk really purposefully and fast and other days I kind of meander. And like we were just talking about earlier this week, is it a walk to enjoy nature and breathe fresh air? Or is this my cardio workout? Because those are two, (laughs) two different speeds, two different approaches. Um, so the treadmill actually was great for me for a while. Um, there was that app called Aptive that um, we yeah. talked about on the podcast a couple of years ago, and I eventually stopped using it. Um, I just found I was wanting to listen to other things like music or podcasts while working out, but I would totally go back to it. It's, it's a, it's audio, it's trainer led audio workouts with music. So there's a trainer in your ear, you can do walking, running, there's weights ones, there's all different kinds of fitness. But the idea is there's a trainer in your ear telling you what to do and music at the same time. And the music, you can choose your music genre. And then the trainers are like, okay, we're going to pick it up a notch. We're going to go faster. It's like being with people. And that I did that for quite a while. And I will say for the intensity of my workouts, that was sort of solving the problem I was talking about with not pushing myself and also not wanting to totally go the group fitness route and be with other people. So that Um, really worked.
0: I really liked that that aspect of active as well like the cuz I did elliptical for a long time yeah. and when I was using it it was when I was heavily into my gym routine which was elliptical for like 25 to 30 minutes and then hit the weights really quick and then be done. So I liked cuz otherwise I would just the song I was listening to would often just set my pattern but yeah. like I wouldn't really mix it up very much. I yeah. really wouldn't go much harder. I would get into this. Yeah. And so having someone in your ear say, okay, we're going to go double time. I'm like, oh, we are. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, then and they'll would give you it. the
1: actual number. Like your resistance yeah. should be at a four and your speed should be yeah. at a six. And, um, that just having someone else do that thinking for me right. was great.
0: Yeah. Cause otherwise it's easy just to be all over the map and yeah. get, you're guessing it's yeah. not, this isn't our career. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I would also say for me, regularly walking um is something that I really have been good about almost this whole year. I started as soon as the weather started to turn better, like in March. Um started walking and actually before the weather got hot and my dog decided she couldn't make it <laughs> more than 2 miles without lying down, I was walking sometimes as many as 5 miles a day. So yeah. I would I have a route in town that I do and this is like the weather was just starting to turn and I wanted to be like outside enjoying it, even yeah. though it was still cold on a lot of the March can be very cold here. And there was blizzards in April. So, you know, yeah. Um, but I was still getting in rain or shine. I would look at the schedule. I'd look at the weather app in the morning and say, when am I going to get a pocket of decent weather today? Yeah. And that's when I'd go and be gone for, you know, I, I would go up. It, my my shortest route was three and a half miles at that time. And that shortened way down. Um, as I got into the summer. So let's talk about that. Like when you finally get into something that works and then you fall off the wagon, like what why does that tend to happen to you? And do you have any recent examples?
1: Um. Yeah. So I think it tends to happen Two. I think two different reasons it could tend to happen. One is you get a little bit, it, it becomes so part of the routine that it either feels boring or you take for granted the difference it has made. Like it starts to feel so normal that you can convince yourself you don't need it. I find the yep. same with eating really healthy or drinking lots of water or any of those healthful decisions. It's actually making a huge positive difference in your life. But because the positive difference has become the new normal, you're not riding the high of change anymore. And you think you can lack, you know, slack a little or, or let out, you know, ease your foot off the brake gas, whatever. So that's one, that's one reason I think I fall off the wagon. And the other would just be a life circumstance. So like everyone gets the stomach flu or we go on a big family travel. And then when you crave that routine getting back and for some reason for me, fitness would be the last part of the routine that I would get back to. Does that make sense? Like, so if we've had a major reset for some reason, travel or holidays, fitness feels like the thing that I add back in when everything else is back to normal. And that's probably not the way it should be. You know, it should come right Mm -hmm. back with good sleep and good, you know, uh, other kinds of routines. And for some reason it's not. How about you?
0: Um, Two things that pop into my head. So this early spring, I was directing a kid's show And even though the first month or so of of rehearsals, I was probably only rehearsing like four hours a week. And uh, if you add drive time, it was probably like five hours a week that I was actually doing this thing. It always fell right, either right during the time I would have been walking or I had to bump back everything else, like making dinner and stuff. So that was taking place right right when I would have been walking. And so for me, like... Being too married, being more married to the time frame or the conditions under which something is going to happen than the fact that it just needs to happen sometimes can derail me. So, like, if if for me I'm so, I so associate 3 p.m. or 3:30 p.m. with a three and a half mile walk, and now suddenly that time block isn't available to me or I don't have time for the three and a half mile walk, then the whole thing goes out the window. So that's one thing. Yeah. Like, when conditions, I get too dependent on an external condition, like the temperature, the time of day, like how far I'm going to go, um, like throwing the baby out with the bathwater kind of thing. And then the other one, I guess I would just call like death by a thousand. Um, I can take today's offs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one day you're like, eh, I don't feel like it today, but I'll get back to it tomorrow. And your workout routine shrinks from five days a week to four to three to two i find that the fast it's like it speeds up yeah two, mm-hmm. and then by the time you're down to three you might as well be at one because by next week you'll be not even doing yeah. it anymore so that to me it's like inertia yeah it, mm-hmm. it just kind of falls apart in that way yeah yeah
1: agreed so this I,
0: is a very depressing way we're ending this first half
1: i mean we gotta solve this quick
0: <laughs> we gotta solve it quick because i'll tell you what like i the one thing i noticed this summer not working out as much not doing really yoga much at all which was a big change from the spring I hurt, man. Yeah, me too. My hips hurt. Like I am tight and it is no good.
1: Megan, I know we have a lot of moms in our community who really care about their kids' nutrition, but don't love the kids' gummy vitamins they're finding at the store. I get it. And so did the folks with our sponsor, Haya Health. Haya makes a kids' chewable multivitamin that kids love and that parents can feel great about. The company was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of those more popular children's vitamins. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets.
0: Haya's daily kids' multivitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free.
1: This deal is not available on their regular website. So go to Haya Health, H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. And Megan, you know, I've really stepped it up lately when it comes to health and wellness. I mean, I've told you this, but I go to an actual exercise class multiple times a week outside my house. That said, it's always tempting to want to do things perfectly. And here's the thing. A flawlessly clean diet is not something I'm ever going to achieve. Thankfully, Ritual is here telling moms it's okay not to be perfect. We love that message, right? Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin helps fill in key nutrient gaps to support foundational health with high quality traceable ingredients in clean bioavailable forms, which means your body can actually access and use them.
0: Yeah, Sarah, I appreciate that Ritual's multivitamin is clinically backed. They put loads of research into their formulation, and Ritual is also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. And this might sound kind of silly, but I love how pretty the packaging is and how the mint tab in each bottle helps keep those capsules smelling fresh.
1: Oh, I love that too. Those little details make a big difference. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off.
0: Okay. So we are now going to have a much more positive spin on this topic. We just talked about all the ways working out is hard and all the times we've failed, but we should also point out that for you to fall off a wagon. You had to have been on the wagon to begin with. Right. Yeah, that's right. You have to positive.
1: Yeah. And you have to know it's both of us are committed to making this part of our life. And I think that's where a lot of our listeners are, too. We're not going to become bodybuilders, but we are we do we're doing this for the right reasons, I think, which is long term health. And we didn't even talk about that. But I think it kind of goes without saying that um, you and I aren't particularly in some kind of like extreme weight loss gain. We're not in this for a bathing suit body. We're in this for feeling good and long-term health. And I think, I think we can pat ourselves on the back for that. That's a, that's a good motivation to have. So we just need to now put the right, Pieces in place. Well,
0: I just tried to pat myself on the back, but my <laughs> triceps hurt because I've been working okay, out for the so last you've week. Gotta... Did you like my segue there? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. It literally does hurt though. I would even, like a, you to tell
1: us what you're doing because this you're farther ahead than me.
0: Okay, so what's so funny about this? All these pieces came together at once. I had um, <laughs> uh, you and I recorded this the one where we talked about weight training like what two months ago. We did that episode where we mentioned it. And then after that, um, we met individually with our business coach, Zach, and he and I talked about morning routines. And so I had created this like elaborate morning routine. And the part that I had a really hard time fitting was the workout. It always is like we've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm not going to go into it again, but I would be like, okay, so I'm going to spend, you know, 20 minutes in the morning reading and then. 10 minutes journaling and then I have to get the kids up and off to school and then I really want to sit down and start my work day oh but I haven't exercised right so and I know that the longer I go the less likely it's going to happen well then I went out to a brewery with uh, my best friends Jenna and Missy that I've been friends with forever and over about three beers which I think we were just trying to make ourselves feel better about the fact that we were drinking like three beers in the <laughs> middle of the day
1: this plan hatched over beer <laughs>
0: It did. We decided that, and they had been working with a trainer. So like they had a group, um, from Jenna, she's a teacher. So a group of teachers and Missy was jumping in on it. They had had a group for like three or four years where they would go work with a trainer super early in the morning. And the trainer wasn't necessarily going to come back this year. And they kind of didn't know what they wanted to do. And I was like, well, Hey guys, what if we just all worked out in Jenna's living room? And that sounded great because I was two and a half beers in and She's like, okay, well, you know that I have to be ready to go to work by 6.50 or 6.45. So that means we have to start at 5.45.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: And I said, because again, I had liquid confidence going. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So this was like, I don't know if you've ever had a night where you're out later than you should be or had more drinks than, you know, you intended to have. And you wind up making those plans at the end of the night. Like, let's get up tomorrow and ride our bikes to the farmer's market. (laughs) <laughs> At like nine, and then you get up the next day, and you're like, "Why did I do that?" This was kind of like that. Only there was like a month between the time we made the plan and the time I came to realize that like I was gonna have you to pay had the piper. This thing, yes. But so far so good. We just completed. I want to say our fourth workout this morning. We because for me school just started last week, and it didn't start to the middle of the week. And we took the we didn't do like the first two days because everybody was just adjusting. So. So far, so good. Um, I don't. I really like a lot about it. I love working out with them. It's really fun. Right now, we're just kind of piecemealing together um, weight, like weight training things we're finding on the internet. I know we're going to talk about doing something more strategic or structured mm-hmm. as we go. Um, but working out with them is fun. We don't take it very seriously. It's like a half hour, so even when it's hard and really, even when it's really hard, you know, it, like the end is coming. And also. It has been amazing being up that early, I have to say.
1: So I have a question about the actual working out. Can you give a few examples? Yep. So you're only, you're there for 30, 40 minutes, right? Yep. And yep. you don't have treadmills or major gym equipment. Nope. We're really so. focusing
0: mostly on the weight. We're kind of playing with it. So we do a little, a quick little warm up, And then we, what we've been doing is focusing on a certain body part. Like the first day we did legs and butt. Well, no, actually, sorry. The first day we did a full body workout that was really hard. And none of us could walk for like (laughs) days afterward. Um, We're doing it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We decided to just give ourselves a break on Friday. Everyone has a lot going on, going into the weekend. We just, and I'm still walking the dog every day. So I don't really need the cardio Mm -hmm. to happen Mm -hmm. uh, during that workout. So it would be stuff like we've got um, three, five, eight and 10 pound hand weights. Okay. And we kind of just trade off. We have Mm -hmm. a couple sets of some of them and. Just one of some, mm-hmm. and it's stuff like, you know, squats and mm-hmm. lunges, yeah, and some body weight work, some body weight exercises, but a lot of and weight. You um,
1: have weight you've got enough structure that you've found either a video or you've decided like how many reps we're gonna do, and then we're gonna switch. So you're like coming up with the structure.
0: Somebody. So is. what we're doing is we kind of are rotating who's in charge of coming up with. Oh, what's I like that. Happen. I like that. Um, and then we, it hasn't really been purpose like we haven't assigned it to anybody it's just like someone gets on it Mm -hmm. before anybody else and we have just been going like we search you know 30 minute um arm workout and go to google images Mm -hmm. and you will find tons of printables but we just grab a screenshot and throw it we have a shared voxer um voxer group i love that we just literally throw the picture. So it's got the picture and we've all worked out enough that we yeah. know how to do yeah. stuff. Like we've all worked with trainers. We all know for form. me, it's like, so- the number
1: of reps and the number and the order of operations. Like I agree. I've, yeah. I've had enough form coaching. I can always improve, but it's not like, how do I do this? It's how many and in what order. And it's, so I, I love that you guys have just like, not not overthought it like let's just do this thing today better than because it's
0: always going to be better to have done it than to not do it so and the workouts we've done are very different and we're figuring out like some of them work better in a tight time frame than others um like the first day we did it i want to say it was two reps it was two sets of like 15 reps or 50 to 20 reps depending on the exercise the one we did today was three sets of 10 reps well there's a lot of time spent getting up and down and into different positions Mm -hmm. so that just means you have to move a lot faster, mm-hmm. you know, but like that overthinking it part, the whole, when you're like at the gym all by yourself and you're standing there with weights in your hand yeah, going, how, me. how, and the funny thing is if someone could randomly walk up to you and tell you what to do, and if you did that, and then the next day if some completely different person walked <laughs> over and told you what to do and you did what they said, like you would still be doing it. You would still be exercising yes. and you wouldn't have to be the one guessing. Yeah. It would be someone who had even a modicum of information. Yeah more than you have. So we're really not overthinking it. Um, One day when we were all dying because we were so tight, we did a yoga video. So like we're kind of just, right now we're establishing the habit, um, which is the biggest deal. Because once the we're there, deal. we're going to work. Yep. And, and then it's over. And then the funny thing is sometimes I get to two, you know, by the way, waking up at 5.30 is not my jam. Right. But I sometimes now get to noon and say, was that this morning? <laughs> like it feels... Yeah. So long ago um, that then I like it's almost like I feel like I get two days out of every day. Uh-huh. Really bizarre. Yeah.
1: Well, so that's, it, felt, it. Felt like a long week. That that's like my that. world with the early rising. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm excited to. So I want to get in on this. I want to get in yeah. on strength training and weights. And I feel like our poor listeners, they're like, yeah, we know you guys said that two months ago. Um. So a couple things. One, several of you out there. I don't know, maybe 10 or more, 20 of yeah. you have sent us your recommendations for different things that have worked. And I just want you to know we've gotten your emails and some of them are great suggestions. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll do this. It would be great to put together a little blog post or maybe in our Facebook group and just sort of crowdsource what's working for everybody, all of you out there. Cause you were yeah. really generous and several people had great suggestions of videos that they do or apps or whatever. Um, so we've, Read those. Um, yep. I think what we're looking for, what we're, we're going to try is we have my brother-in-law is a trainer. He mostly is an actual trainer with in-person clients in Kansas City, but he does have an app that allows him to, you know, create workouts and work remotely with clients. So Megan, I'm declaring it like next week, we're starting... A few of those workouts that mark's going to create for you and me and i'm eager to see how that works if you and i or you and miss missy and jenna because you're like you have a trio now if we were all doing the same thing a couple times a week just how that would be to like compare notes like are your arms sore did you like right. this one the app is really cool because i don't know if you've looked at it yet but there's little demonstration videos if you don't know how to do something and then you can also track what you actually did so like here's your workout for today you're going to do 15 reps of this three times blah 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 and then you can kind of check it off which I like yep. to say I did this and then the next workout might look a little differently you can um chat or ask questions of your trainer remotely so we're going to test drive this um and who knows down the road if we're loving it maybe there's a way for our listeners to salute people in yeah to loop people yeah. in or you guys could be trying the same workout so yeah i don't
0: know yeah and i and i like i mean don't get me wrong like starting is better than not starting yes. but at some point i want to know that we're making progress mm-hmm. like i want to know that we're doing something that's going to move the needle right now. We're really just a stat. Like we feel fantastic that we're actually doing it. Yeah. Um. And so uh, rather than wait for a perfect system, I just wanted to get started doing something, but I am looking forward to having it be a little more streamlined, a little, some someone doing the work for us and kind of and rotating th- through body through.
1: body parts so that you make sure you're like, you know, you're covering all of the various muscle groups and right. stuff like that. That's, well, a tra- and that. that's what a trainer can offer. That, that can be hard
0: to do on your own because a lot of workouts that you'll find that will call themselves like a leg or butt workout also um, incorporate a lot of ab work. Yeah. Um, And then if you do that, and then the next day you want to do abs, well, you're... Smoked like yeah. every you just blew out your abs. So like now like having someone do that set that pacing for us will be really helpful.
1: And trainers, I mean, we're not trying to pretend that you don't need the, the what trainers understand is like which muscle groups to pair and which right. exercises to do on alternating days so that you're not overworking certain areas and mm-hmm. what things complement each other. So yeah, I, I I totally hear what you're saying. Is for you guys the getting started has been huge, and I'm like really impressed. But yeah, I think that's where um, something trainer led can really help solidify that routine.
0: Well, that, and it's also, especially for you not having two buddies you're doing it with, it's another level of accountability.
1: Definitely. And, and Um, I mean, it should go, I, I didn't say this, but, um, I am going to be going to the gym because you guys have a home gym situation at Jenna's. I will be getting back to going to my gym. And I'm really looking forward to that. I I know we talked a lot about roadblocks already, but a really dumb one for me is that I feel like the driving and the parking and the walking in and the, putting stuff in my locker feels like wasted time. I know just last Mm -hmm. on Tuesday, we were just talking about using time. That is really, that is a, I need to, get over that because first of all, my gym is, I think it's like a three or four minute drive. The parking is fine. The walking in is fine. And that is time. It's not time wasted. It is time gained toward a a fitness routine. But I think because I have been doing this walking the dog thing in my mind, I should just be able to walk out my door and start my exercise. And the fact that I have to go somewhere has been a, a dumb stumbling block, but because of our, because of weights, I don't own weights. So because of this new plan, I will be going to the gym.
0: And so you probably will have a different workout than us because I have a feeling, uh, yours might, might need, well, it could easily focus on heavier weights than ours or machines.
1: Yeah. I think we, I think Mark's going to do it up so that it's all resistant all the same body weight, okay. body resistance and, and low weight. And I'm a low weight. I do not have good upper body strength. I okay. build upper body muscle fairly easily, but I'm not naturally strong.
0: Well, that's actually good news for you because it's way less intimidating at the gym to hang out with the, I know that makes me sound like a total wimpy girl, (laughs) but I have had a really hard time doing, working on the the machines, especially the non-Nautilus machines, like the actual weightlifter machines without a trainer there to basically be my like Sherpa. Yeah. Um, I just get really intimidated. There's like all these beefcakes and they grunt and they look at me. Yeah. They don't look at me like creepy. Yeah. But I always feel like they're looking at me like, why is she here? Yeah. <laughs> Which I need to get over if, because I do actually like lifting heavy weights. I just, I avoid it. Yeah, I so. don't,
1: I do not. I am a lightweight person and I would prefer to do more reps and more like, uh, you know, like planks and step yeah. ups and things like more like body weight stuff than actual weightlifting. But who knows? Maybe there's a future.
0: All right. Well then, um, we've talked about what we're going to do. Swearzies. Swearsies. Swearsies. So what obstacles do we need to look out for? Because we've talked, we talked all about being derailed. And I know for me, like you mentioned illness Mm -hmm. and the minute things don't go according to plan falling off.
1: Yeah. Travel
0: falling off. Um, The other one that I'm right now just kind of working my way through is because I'm getting up earlier and there's a lot of reasons. This is a great solution for me. The whole like late morning workout thing has always, always been a challenge Mm -hmm. and I don't see that changing for me. Like, I really want to start my day working by 8.30. And so to then have to leave and go work out or to have to add that in does not work. But getting up early means I find that I have a Sarah problem now where I get really sleepy around two o'clock. I think I was messaging you yesterday (laughs) saying like, what do I do? I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm welcome so to
1: my world. Yeah. I, I wasn't very helpful. I just said maybe you should start drinking coffee. Which isn't yeah, a no. good We agreed that like over caffeinating does not help. And I'm not like, yeah. I'm not someone who just pounds coffee to stay awake, but I do enjoy an afternoon coffee because I did wake up so early.
0: I was sitting there at two o'clock looking, like staring down the end of the day, thinking, I'm not gonna make it. Yeah. Like I don't know how I'm gonna get done the things I have to get done. Now, the positive thing was I in about an hour, I kind of passed. Mm-hmm. Like that slump, um I had a cup of tea actually and did I switched up what I was doing. I did some mindless stuff. Like I went and took my car through the car wash. Yeah. And somehow like by the time I had had my cup of tea, and went through the car wash. I was back. So that's going to be one challenge for me. Um, And the other challenge is going to be, I'm really going to have to guard my weekday evening bedtime. Like I'm really not going to be able to wing it and go out at nine o'clock at night on a Monday or stay up super late reading yeah. On a Tuesday. Like, I'm just going to have to guard those things. The nice thing is I gave myself three days off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I've got plenty of time to rebel. Yeah. Just have to and do and it on the right day. Track.
1: Um, so I think for me, a, one that has already proven an obstacle this school year is allowing things to get scheduled on my calendar right at eight o'clock my time. We've talked about the time zone challenge, which means that um, by the time my kids all leave for school, it's 745 here, that's 1045 for you. Um, and so it's very tempting to want to schedule work things at that time, because I feel like the East coast is halfway through their day already. Um, but the truth is I work for myself. We own our own business. And if I say that I don't take calls until nine o'clock my time, which is noon Eastern, there's very few things that would actually like there were, there's no ramifications. There's no negative repercussions of that. It's all in my, head. Yeah. So, um, it's, if I, it's not so much that I have to calendar the workout. Cause I was pretty good about as long as there's nothing on the work calendar, then workout was the first thing. The, the challenge was letting things creep in on the schedule at eight or eight 30. Yeah. And I'm looking at this week and next week, and I've just let it happen. And that's my fault. Yeah. That's on, that's on me.
0: Well, it's like when we talked about on Tuesday, the time blocking exercise, it's right. been so useful for me because I'm looking, going, So for example, same thing that you were just saying, I was like, where am I going to fit in phone calls? And I had a real resistance to creating time blocks that were only like two hours a day or something like that for phone calls. Cause I thought, well, what if someone can't make any of those work? And I mean, the chances that people can't make any of my times work, even if it's just a two hour hour block here and a two hour block there is pretty slim. Um, And if you think about it, typically the way phone calls get scheduled is someone will say, "Well, how about this time on Tuesday or that time on Wednesday?" It's not like I give people my calendar and go have at it. But what I typically ends up happening is they throw out what's good for them and then I try to shoehorn it, yeah, into my schedule. So again, it's just protecting. It's yeah. just having a plan for protecting that time and yeah. I think yeah, whether it's a time block or whether it's putting it on your calendar, the workout on your calendar so it's non-negotiable, either of those tools can work, I think. Yeah. Um So let's talk about typical strategies and like really quickly um, that we've heard used as ways to, I guess we've already talked about scheduling. We've talked about putting stuff in the calendar, but let's try a couple other ones. Like let's talk about accountability. Because to me, that's always been a bit of a sticky wicket. I tend to be someone who wants to let everyone off the hook Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, I (laughs) rebel against my... Yeah, I'm I'm a rebel enabler. Like I rebel against what's good for me. And then I either because I want them to let me off the hook or because I want everyone to be a rebel like me secretly or something. Mm -hmm. I then I'm not always the best accountability partner. So I think that there's like a secret. There's like a magic to it. It has to be the right blend of personalities. I think more than two people is often helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I don't know, like everyone kind of has to be in it for the same reasons too. I think that's another big part of it. Like if you're looking for an accountability partner and one person wants to look awesome in a bikini and the other one really just wants to not wake up sore in the morning and wants to live longer, Mm -hmm. those are two very different motivators. And I think that could make it difficult to really hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Have you had much experience? No, because but- I
1: haven't really ever set myself up for this type of accountability. And that's yeah. one of the, one of the problems. Um, wh- what I tend to be, I'm really self-accountable once there's a system in place. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to having these strength training workouts, you know, scheduled and on the calendar, because I don't, I I'm pretty good with self- accountability once. Once the system's in place, but I with yeah. fitness, I have avoided I've avoided setting up accountability systems, which is unlike me
0: once you feel like it's a rule, yeah, then I'll follow it then you'll follow the rule that you've created, which is why i'm pretty
1: I'm very cautious. I'm not like I'm never a big like let's do a thirty day this or a boot camp or like I'm very resistant to those types of things because I'm so strict with myself. I know yeah. if I do it, I'm going to follow it. and so for that reason, I'm very selective about what I sign on for and I need to probably push myself a little bit and sign on yeah. for something because it's gonna be good for me because I will stick to it. Whatever we decide. That's funny, yeah.
0: I tend to I tend to find that when it comes to self-accountability, I do better when I overshoot because I know at some point I'm gonna want to let myself off the hook a little bit or right. rebel a little bit. And so if I if I shoot for a really lofty goal, I'll come in just below the lofty goal.
1: So and you know that about yourself. So it's a yeah. built in part. Whereas yes, I hold myself part. to a ridiculous standard of completion. So I'm better off being more conservative, but still I can, I can push myself to, you know, commit to something. So you'd be
0: better off. So for me, for example, if I did a 30 day fix, I I probably would honestly be a 25 day fix. Right. You'd be better off just doing the 25 day fix.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 That's a
0: good way to look at it. Um, okay. So Two more things I want to talk about. One is tracking mm-hmm. and the other is rewards. Okay. Um, I just want to give a shout out really quick or I guess shape, publicly shame myself. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, have, I have had a real hang up about tracking systems. Um, I have always thought Fitbits are dumb. Sorry, I'm just going to say it. I didn't understand them. Okay. I don't like logs. Mm-hmm. And this year, both of those things I have had to, had to eat my words about. I don't own a Fitbit. Okay. um, And it's not like I'm logging my workouts right now to any like really, I don't know, like to any type A degree. But doing that yoga challenge, I literally had my log folded up in my bedside table and I would look at it like four times a day. Mm -hmm. So like something about that was so much more motivating than I thought it would be. Yeah. And then when I started um, walking my dog, I didn't realize that my phone was tracking my distance walked every day. Oh, okay. There's like on an iPhone, there's a little heart app, the little Uh health app. I didn't realize that was just on running in the background. I had no idea. And I've always been the kind of person who I'm like, if I want to work out, if I'm going to go for a walk, it's going to be because I want to. And the minute I start thinking about how many steps I took or how many miles I went, like it's going to ruin the the joy for me and blah, blah, blah. Well, one day I'm playing around on my phone and (laughs) like I pressed the little heart app. And it told me I had walked like six miles the day before. And I was like, whoa. So then I went back and looked at every day. And I never after that, I did not want there to be a day when I had not walked at least three miles in that day. And it became super motivating for me. So I think it has to do with our relationship with how we use it. If it's a Mm -hmm. thing that makes us feel like we're shamed or we're not doing enough, because 10,000 steps is hard to hit in a day, by the way. And that's often people's goal with their Fitbits. It's kind of like making the tool, making yourself the master of the tool, and making it work for you rather yeah. than the flip side. Um, but I did, I have sort of now come to really like tracking my activity and whether it's a logger and an app or whatever. Yeah, it, it is more motivating than I thought it would be. So I'm very sorry to Fitbit. I get it now.
1: Well, and I love, I love that you're. We, we evolve in these things. Both yeah. of us have thought we're one way, and then we realize like they're, you know. I think we're good for each other in that way because we're so different we sometimes yeah. bring each other along. I have an Apple Watch. I don't I I don't care that much when it tells me, I have a lot of the fitness notifications turned off. Like I don't, you can set goals. You can set goals for the number of steps or the distance, or, um, even things like, you know, how many times you stand up in a day, make sure you're not sitting too much. I would say, I kind of appreciate having that data. I don't pay too close of attention to it. I am excited when we start um, getting these trainer workouts that there is, you can like, mark it off as complete. Like you did Mm -hmm. this one, you did this one, you did this one. And I'm looking forward to that. So when I'm starting something new, I really appreciate the tracking like you did with the yoga challenge, like something about writing it down, checking it off is satisfying. And then after two weeks, you look back and realize that that has a cumulative effect.
0: I think that the reason I really enjoyed seeing how much I'd walked is because I didn't discover that I was being tracked until I'd been at it for a while. Yeah. And so then looking at like the fact that over this month long period, how much I had covered was super motivating. I don't. For me, it's less motivating. Like to to be looking at. It would be less motivating if I had a Fitbit or an Apple Watch and I was constantly checking it through the day. Thinking, Am I there yet? Am I there yet? Am I there yet? That would be. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I think always that would annoy think it's me.
1: funny when people are like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm gonna walk around here because I." get some more steps. You know what right. I mean? I, i and I, when I say it's funny, I, I'm not judging it at all because I think moving your body is great. And there's lots of ways that that's like trained people that yeah. you can get your movement in all kinds of small increments throughout the day. But it always, it's always funny to me. Cause I think of like, I think of working out and then just walking around in the rest of life is very different, but
0: yes, yeah. but you would be amazed by sometimes how much actual movement you get on a day that you didn't even set out to Quote, exercise. Unquote. Yes. Now and that might be, again, the 72 year old woman's yeah. high five <laughs> and not us, right? But like it's still all, it does add up. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. And both you and I have um, jobs where we can be up and moving around quite a bit. I think if you had a very sedentary job, then those, then being mindful of taking the stairs, for example, or walking to the far end of the parking lot right. after work is all of that really does matter. It just hasn't yeah. been the way I've thought about it
0: let's talk about this really quickly before we wrap because um if we're going to be doing these workouts together we might want to reward ourselves Ooh, i like that. have you ever used rewards as a way to force yourself to continue doing something you don't really want to do no i have not it's I not haven't. typically the way i operate Me um either but i could see the benefit now the the reward has to fit and it has to be like tied to the right thing like we, Jen and Missy and I kind of were like, well, should we try to do like a collective inches lost or pounds lost? And we decided not to, because we have no idea what's even reasonable to expect. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to set it so easy that then we're like, oh, we did it in a week. And we don't want to set it so hard that we're slogging away for three months and we never get anywhere. So mm-hmm. right now I think we're settling on just number of days, like a streak number of yeah. days in a row that we do it without, without not, you know, and so then it doesn't really matter what the result is. Cause again, our goal is just to do this because we know it's good for us, yeah. and we know we'll the, get results eventually. And the right?
1: re, the reward—I mean, this sounds so corny—but the reward is that like you, you're you get to say that you did it. Like I, right. you know, so yeah, that is interesting. Um, I can definitely see, I mean, for you and I, so once we get going, then listeners, we will update you, but it would be fun if you and I are doing these set ones, if we get to a certain number of them and then we celebrate in some way, I don't know what that would yeah.
0: be. Well, and it has to be something that we wouldn't do anyway. That was like, mm-hmm. the, that's the other trick. You know, if I want to go out to dinner, I'll just go out to dinner. Yeah. That, that's not a reward for me. But, you know, buying like a really nice pair of jeans would be a reward for me. It's not something I do. I don't spend money on stuff like that typically. So like that I could see being something that would actually be rewarding or going out with my friends and getting a facial or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like that would be much rarer for me to do without without having some reason, especially if I did it with people. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to come up with something. Maybe we can get people to chime in with some suggestions.
1: I like that. Yeah. Tell us what's worked for you or what you think we, how you think we should reward ourselves. We are going to be together in person, Megan, in about a month. So
0: that's a nice,
1: um, that's a nice window of time. I might have to think on that. And it's
0: been a while since we've been to the spa together. Just saying it
1: has, it has. (laughs) Oh, I've got, I've got working out to do this. is Yes. This was always meant to be a pep talk and not like not a, um, report back on progress yet. So what do you say? Like in six weeks we will, pop on, maybe not a full episode, depending on how much we have to share. But I think we should update people in about six weeks. Hold ourselves. I love that
0: idea. That's enough time for us to like really dig in and get it and maybe even see some things happening.
1: Yeah. And that's talk about rewards and accountability. I am most motivated by when I said I was going to do something and then having to report back that to me, that's like accountability. So if we declare it on the podcast, I'll do it.
0: Good. And honestly, knowing that you are paying attention to whether I'm doing it or not <laughs> will also cause you know, my whole schedule, my to do's come from Sarah. So be my boss. Um, all right, guys. Well, this has been a really fun episode and we will be back on Tuesday. All
1: right. Bye guys. The
0: mom hour is supported by partners like Erica.